I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. Your identity is the story you tell about yourself, and the story you tell about yourself determines your behavior and it determines your outcomes. And so how you see yourself and how you explain yourself ultimately is the thing that shapes your behavior, and your behavior over time is what creates your habits and creates your outcomes. And so if you want to change your life, you have to start by changing your identity, and to do that, you have to start to, by changing your story. And to change your story, you ultimately want to change a few things. You want to change the story of your past, but also you want to get very clear about the story of your future. Now, most people's past is a very limiting view. Their past, we all have traumas. We all have horrible things we've gone through. And those little traumas or the big traumas can really shape our identity. They can really lead us to having a negative view of ourselves. So ultimately, what you want to do if you want to upgrade your identity is you have to transform your story of your past and transform your story of your future. Because as people, our current self, who we are in the present, is largely shaped by our view of the past and our story of the past and also our view of the future and our story of the future. To be really powerful in the present, you need two things. You need an exciting, compelling future, and you need a really powerful, positive past. And by positive, what I mean is, is that it's a positive meaning you've given to it. You're the one who determines the meaning of your past, and your past is largely a meaning. As the psychologist Brent Slife has said, the past is not what determines the meaning of the present. It's actually the present that determines the meaning of the past. So who you are right now, you get to shape the meaning of your past. If you've got a horrible experience you went through as a child or even more recently, it's up to you to give that meaning. One of my mentors, Dan Sullivan, he really can learn and grow from his experiences because rather than being in what he calls the gap, which is where you're comparing your situation or you're comparing what happened to what an ideal that you wish it was, instead of doing that, you just look at the gains. You look at the gains. And so you could have a setback or you could go through a horrible experience. You could get hit by a car and become paralyzed. And then you can either be resentful of that. You can be upset because that situation isn't what you wanted it to be. You're comparing it to an ideal that doesn't exist. Or you can just immediately turn it into a gain and look at how can you, how can you learn from this? How can you benefit from this? Dan is someone I love because he learns so fast from his experiences. He actually has a quote where he says, always make your learning greater than your experience. Most people, they've got way more experience than they have learning. They're not learning from their past. They're not utilizing their past. They're still resenting their past. They're still in the gap about their past. They're still wishing their past was different than it was. And so that makes them a victim. You're a victim when you're upset about your past and when you're still viewing your past from what Dan would call the gap, where you've defined it in a negative way. There is no good or bad, only what you choose to define it. You're the one who shapes your perception. And here's what's crazy. 
There's a lot of research on this. Your memory is very flexible and fluid. And so you get to choose the meaning of your past and you get to tell a new story. As an example, my father was a drug addict when I was growing up. But, and, and for a long time, I was in the gap. I was upset about my situation and I was comparing my situation to what I wish it was. Why is my life the way it is? If you're complaining and upset about how something went and you're still wishing it was different, then you're in the gap. You're comparing what happened to some ideal that doesn't exist or you're comparing it to someone else, and ultimately that's going to rob you of joy. Instead, the only thing you can do is frame it in a positive way. Choose to look at the positives. Choose to look at the gains. Choose to actually learn from your experience and utilize it. Choose to frame it in a positive way. There's a great book called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart by Gordon Livingston. He was a grief therapist. And one of the things he said is, is that the narratives that we have are not fixed. They're constantly being revised. We're constantly revising our view of the past based on where we're at in the present. And it's up to us if we have a positive past or a negative past. It's also up to us if the characters in our lives, such as our friends or our parents, if we frame them as villains or if we frame them as heroes. It's totally up to us, the meaning we give and the narrative we tell. But whatever narrative you tell of your past and also the narrative you tell of your future, that's what shapes your identity. And again, in order to have a very functioning and very powerful present, you need a positive past and you need a really exciting, compelling future. Because as people, from a psychology standpoint, the past and the present and the future are all happening right here and now. Your view of the past is shaping how you feel in the present, and your view of your future is shaping how you feel, feel in the present. And your identity should be really clearly, powerfully narrated in the past, where you're talking about all the experiences you had from a, a gain perspective, as Dan would say. You're talking about the gains, the positives, how you can use that experience, and how you're ultimately grateful for it. And that's how you know you've overcome a trauma, by the way is when you've shifted it from a gap where you're saying what it, where you're still resentful towards the past and you're still wishing it was something else to a gain perspective where you're ultimately grateful that the experience happened and you believe that because that experience happened you're ultimately going to be better off because of it you've chosen to stop being upset and to stop thinking that life's unfair and instead you're just radically grateful and you're the one who creates the narrative you're the one who creates the meaning so you might as well create meaning that benefits you you might as well create meaning that empowers you and that meaning is where you're grateful, you're happy, you're appreciative that it occurred because now you can, now you know much better. You've gained a lot. You've gained a lot of wisdom. You've gained a lot of strength. And you're a lot stronger and more powerful as a result. You're a lot more flexible. You now know things your former self didn't know. So you can now make better decisions than your former self could have ever made. Your former self was way more naive than your current self. You're stronger than your former self. And so ultimately, your past is something that you want to have positive feelings towards, grateful feeling towards. You want to see it from the gain, not the gap. But when it comes to your future self, which is far more important, that's where your identity should be based. Your future self is what matters even more than your former self. You want a positive past that you can learn from, that you can grow from, that you can build off of, but your future self is the thing that's ultimately driving you. And you're the one that defines your future self. You're the one who gets to decide who your future self is going to be, what your future self's circumstances are going to be what they're going to focus on, what they're going to pay attention to, what matters to them. And the more you clarify and think about your future self, the more proactive, the more thoughtful, the more intentional you can be in the present, the more meaningful, the more purposeful you can be. If you don't have goals, if you don't have a clear future self, then what are you going to do in the present? You've got no direction. You've got no purpose. And as Viktor Frankl wrote about in Man's Search for Meaning, if you don't have clarity and purpose and meaning in your life, then the present becomes pretty pointless. It actually becomes very painful to be in the present if you don't have meaning and purpose and something to strive for. As Viktor Frankl said, what man needs is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for a worthwhile goal.
Where the research in positive psychology has gone is a concept known as prospection. And what prospection says is that whatever view you have of your future, that's the thing shaping your identity and your behavior, your attitudes, and everything going on with you in the future. So you have to be the one that shapes your view of your future self. And the more specific you get, then the more measurable progress you can make. And then as you make measurable progress, you can look back and you can be in the game and you can really appreciate your progress, which increases your confidence, excitement, and motivation. So who is your future self? You get to decide that. But once you've defined your future self, then in order to really solidify it as your identity, you need to start making that your new narrative. You need to start telling people about your goals. There's actually a really powerful video of a guy who weighed like 500 pounds and he got inspired to lose weight. And so he went public. He shared a video of himself on a scale with no shirt on, literally 500 pounds. And he posted on, on social media because he knew that if he made it public, he'd feel social pressure. There's also a concept in psychology called the principle of consistency. And basically what it says is, is that we as people really need to be aligned in our behaviors, our thoughts, and our, and our identity. And so he really wanted to identify with himself as a, as a fit person. And so in order to kind of boost his desire to be consistent with a desired future self, he went public. He shared his goals public. He shared a picture of himself with no shirt on publicly. And then he shared his whole journey publicly. And that then helped solidify his identity because he was telling people about his future self. And when you start telling people about your future self and about who you really want to be, and you start being open about your goals, you start to then feel compelled to be consistent with that new story. We're always consistent with the story we tell about ourselves. So you might as well be consistent with the story of your future self, the person you really want to be. You have to define that though. A lot of research shows that to boost your optimism, you need to ultimately define out and clarify your best possible or your future self. So do that. Get really specific. Who is your future self? What have they accomplished? What have they achieved? What does their life look like? What do their circumstances look like? How much money do they make? Get really specific about your future self. By the way, this isn't just some psychology mumbo jumbo. People use this all the time. I mean, even Matthew McConaughey, when he gave his speech in 2014, I think he won it, the Academy Award for Best Actor. He talked about how he's always chasing his future self 10 years into the future. My hero's always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. He's always chasing his future self. And he even said that his future self is his hero. You always want to have something to chase. And this doesn't mean you don't appreciate the present. It actually increases your mindfulness and your confidence and your hope. You have a much better present experience when you've really appreciated the progress you've made, you're really framing your past in a gratitude perspective, and you have purpose towards your future. This isn't like you're not living in the present. It's actually how you live powerfully in the present. And so that's how identity works. Is It's up to you. It's the story you tell. It's the meaning you give. And then it leads to behavior. If you're still viewing your past from the view of the gap where you're still upset about it, you're still wishing it was something else, then you're resentful towards your past. You're a victim. And so you're going to not have a big view of your future because you're going to be justifying having a small future because you're still so upset about the past. You're letting the past be the reason why you're unwilling to change. And you're using it as justification for why you should be a victim. And I'm not saying that bad things haven't happened to you. Bad things, I'm sure challenging things have happened to you. But to use the past as the excuse why you can't move forward is ultimately just, it's not about the past. It's about how you're framing it. It's about the meaning you're giving to it. And it's about the identity that you have, which is crippled because you're still locked into a, a gap-focused view where you're defining the past as something that you wish it wasn't 
versus being grateful for what you learned and framing it all as a gain, that you learned a lot, that you're empowered because of it, and that you now get to triumph over that, and you get to now choose your future because of that. You then make your learning greater than your experience, so you don't have to keep repeating your experience. There's a great quote that says, lessons are repeated until learned, and a lot of people don't learn lessons because they're still repeating the same experience because they're still framing it as a negative, and they're not actually absorbing it. So you, you want to have a past that you've learned from and that you can grow from regardless of what it was. And then you want a future that gives you purpose and meaning and something to strive for that then you then tell people about. You then get accountability around. You get systems around. You get an environment around. And you start removing the things that would stop you from being your future self. You start surrounding yourself with people who will help you become your future self. You start getting mentors because you have specific goals. You've got very specific targets that you're trying to create. You've got a view of your future self that is tangible, that's having experiences. You know, it could be whatever you want, viewing your future self. But once you've defined it, you need to make it measurable, tangible. Like, for example, running a marathon in a certain number of hours, you know, a certain number of hours, having a certain amount of money, um, having a certain lifestyle or a certain schedule or certain types of relationships. The more visual and the more tangible you can make it, then you can start studying the craft of how to get there. That's, again, called deliberate practice. You can study how to get there and you can start to observe people who are already where you want to be in many respects. Obviously, you're going to have your own unique view of the future, but you can start studying and learning from people who have created similar outcomes in their lives. So your identity is very powerful. Your identity is far more powerful than your personality. Your personality is actually the byproduct of your identity. Your identity shapes your behavior and your behavior over time becomes your personality. So you can shape the future personality of yourself by deciding who your identity is now and acting in that way. And then you are what you repeatedly do, as Aristotle said. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies, such as my peak state checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com. Get those free goodies. And until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.